Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Poets Day podcast brought to you by Ardex.co.uk. We're all about finding out about all the people that use Ardex products in and around the community for flooring and tiling. And today we have Paddy on the line. Paddy, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Cool, good, good to have you on board, mate. Uh, so Paddy, you are from McNichols Training. Sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. MN Floor Training. MN Floor Training, love it. So tell me a little bit about yourself how the business started, uh, what you actually do. Like the word training in there is exciting. So what's all that about? Okay, so I started in the flooring industry about 18 years ago, um, just helping my friend's dad in the summer holidays, really. Um, And then he kept me on after the summer holidays. Um, I was doing a lot of domestic work with him, carpets and vinyls. Uh, Then after a year, I passed my driving test and was out by myself fitting. Um, The first four or five years of my career I was just doing carpets and vinyls uh, domestically yeah. um, then I moved up to doing commercial carpet tiles and commercial vinyls then after about eight years into my career I started fitting luxury vinyl tiles luxury vinyl tiles yep yeah and that's when I really started to enjoy my job a lot more right um, why, why, do you think, why do you think that is I get a lot more job satisfaction from fitting the luxury vinyl tiles than I do from any other product. Right. Because, because of like the, the whole stand back, hands on the hips, I've done a good job kind of thing. Yeah, there's so much versatility as to what you can do with the luxury vinyl tile, you know, from your straight lay to your 45 degree work. Yeah. Then moving up to herringbone work. Um, and now I do a lot of bespoke design floors. Oh, right. So really putting like your creative flair on it rather than just kind of, you know, slapping down a bit of flooring. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I've always tried to advance throughout my career and get better and better at what I do and get more complex in the design work that I do. Um, do you think that that's been picked? Goes with that. Yeah, do you think that's been, uh, you know, a bit of an increase? Do you think people are bored with your classic flooring and, you know, people have gone, no, I want I want something a bit different? Yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, everyone wants a better floor than their neighbour um, and there's a lot more design floors products out there at the minute yeah. um you know i'm do the decor range and Candine do the heritage range um and i think because of the price scale of them products it means that design floors are a lot more feasible nowadays yeah and is that yeah. normally and correct me if i'm wrong is that normally like the design element of it left to the likes of yourself or is it more you know the overall builder or the architect or whatever Sometimes you get customers, clients, and architects that want specific design work, but I've got quite a creative eye. Great. Um, and if I think I can maximise a floor with, you know, adding a, a design aspect to the floor or parquetry design or whatever, it depends yeah. on the house you're working in. Um, then I'll, I'll do that. So do you then, you know, that you know, a, a client says to you, oh, "I just want a classic floor, knock it down for me." Do you then say, "Oh, actually, I could probably do this and try and push for a little bit of creativity," or do you just, if it if it's written on a bit of paper, you just go ahead and do it? No, I, I do all my own work, so I liaise with the customer from the very first phone call yeah. all the way through to quoting, fitting, right, and everything. Okay, cool. Um, so I always try and push to do a bit more than a floor, a bit more with the floor. Um, I don't particularly get that much job satisfaction anymore after doing a straight lay job. Yeah. So I always try and push that sort of design aspect to my floors um, because I've got a quite a substantial portfolio of design floors and okay, cool. geometric work I've done and geometric design borders. 
uh, a lot of customers that have or potential customers that see me on the internet or have heard about me yeah. um want that sort of okay designer. so people now kind of search you out specifically for that creative edge they're they're actually recruiting you or they're signing you up because you have that portfolio of creative work yeah yeah a lot of customers do and i guess that's um, quite also, different right you know you, there's probably not much competition well i say not much competition everybody helps out each other right but there's probably not a lot of floras out there that focus specifically on a creative edge right no there's not really i mean you, you the, the thing is with the flooring industry there's there's a market for everyone you yeah. know there's a market for people who aren't that good or aren't as good as maybe they, they could be in years to come um all the way through um, you know, every customer's got a different budget, so some customers can only afford, you know, the cheaper um, floors yeah. and the cheaper designs. But then it goes all the way up through the more expensive products and then into bespoke design work. And uh, how, like, so how is work going at the moment? Everyone. Like, how how's the the last eighteen months gone? What with the the pandemic, etc. The last eighteen months for me have been quite a whirlwind to be honest um i mean i was really busy up until the pandemic yeah uh, i then had the first week off where from when we got put into lockdown and i was just messing about at home because i live alone so i was doing a lot of designs and coming up with different ideas so did you sit down uh, there with like a sketch pad uh, or do you you got a whole bunch of spare tiles and you're putting stuff together kind of have a look through the internet and look at patterns and shapes and designs um, and come up with ideas off that. Um, Most of the time, I don't really draw things because if I spend two hours drawing a design, I could have spent that cutting it up. Yeah, sure. And a lot of the time I find that when you draw something on a piece of paper, it doesn't really look the same as on the floor. Yeah. So therefore, if I just do it on the floor with bits that I've got about, I can get a feel for it and be like, yeah, this is Take a work. few photos, yeah. chuck it up, ask for a bit of opinions, I guess. Not so much ask other people's opinions. It's more, do I like it? Sure. Um, if, if I'm not happy with the floor, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it and I wouldn't put it down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just about being creative and putting, making the time to... Yeah, that's good. I guess, you know, you don't really think about, you know, like rehearsing or, or practising the trade. You know, it's probably a lot of people just the, the the way they practice is by going out and doing flooring, right? Whereas yourself, yeah, you're or, actually or practicing the correct. Yeah, that's right. So the I first- mean, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff I do, the design stuff, um, wasn't isn't really available as yeah. course content. Well, it wasn't until I opened my training centre, but that that's one of the reasons I opened my training centre. Yeah, well, we'll come to that. That's that's that sounds exciting to me. So, yeah. lockdown one, that first week, you were you were playing about with with the creative side of the tiles. Uh, did, did work start to pick up again, or you know? So I did. I had a week off, and then a friend of mine who's got a nuts and bolts company, they were told to stay open because they were essential workers. He had to furlough his driver and he, he rang me and said, Paddy, do you want to come and do a bit of driving for me? Right. I'm not the sort of person who can sit at home for a month doing nothing. So sure. Bit hand off. There's um, only so many tiles you can put together, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, like I said, I'm not the sort of person who can sit at home for months and then do nothing. So, you know, the, the money wasn't great. I didn't do it for that. I just did it sort of to keep myself just to busy. keep busy right yeah i think we all kind of yeah. picked up those extra little hobbies doing puzzles and stuff like that just to kind of like i say keep your hands busy 
Yeah, I dread to think how much weight I would have put on sat at home. All week. <laughs> yeah, I was on stir crazy. I can't. I can't do that. No, that's right. So that obviously a bit of driving, and then towards the end of let's say twenty twenty, I'm assuming, you know, people probably their views turned around. They're not spending money going overseas to Malaga for a week. They're spending money d- doing up their houses, right? Yeah, I mean, I had quite. I was quite fortunate. That I had quite a lot of work booked in that were new builds or houses that. That kept you know, on going. Renovated, yeah, and people weren't living in, so I had the option to actually go back to work and work in empty houses. Wow, great. So then Which I'm assuming this fine. training side of it grew out of the pandemic. Yeah, so I, the first week in lockdown last year, I got offered a job in training, and I spent, uh, did some training for Carndine at the end of last year, going into this year, uh, alongside doing my own floors. And then... Earlier on this year, um, I was offered a full-time position there and I didn't want to take it because I didn't want... I've been self-employed for 20 years. I didn't really want to work for a company. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. To, do, to be honest. So, and they got someone to train, which is absolutely fine. I was just fully focused on, you know, Nicholas flooring and yeah. carrying on doing my design floors. But then I had quite a big call from floor layers in the industry messaging me directly on social media and messaging my phone saying I'm still going to deliver training so I decided to put up a post on social media to ask if people would be interested in coming on a course if I was to deliver one mainly thinking I will go out to people yeah and do a bit of one-on-one yeah yeah I mean I expected like 12 to 15 people to say that they would and how did it go to train and it was, it was over like 150, 200. No, don't lie to me. No, no, I was, I was so taken back by it. But then I was getting manufacturers messaging me, and calling me saying, Paddy, we want to support you doing this. Um, I know there's a big call for training in this, the UK because there's not that many training centres. And I mean, that's huge, right? To- One single post and you've got 150 attendees. And, and what type of training is this? Are you, are you saying this is the creative side of it or is this classic training? So it's luxury vinyl tiles, so subfloor preparation, and then your straight lay, 45 degree working your herringbone. Amazing. And then I'll do a level two course with bespoke parquetry, geometric floors, and design borders. That is really all my own content because it's all stuff that I've taught myself over the past two years. Yeah, right. Learning on a course. Now, I don't want to be the best floor layer in the world. I don't want to be better than everyone else. I want everyone else to be better. So I decided that, yeah, I'm going to go for it and build a training centre. Wow. And and you've never looked back? Not really, no. It was, like I say, it's been a bit of a whirlwind couple of months. I got the keys to the training centre about three months ago. Um, okay, so you've now got a, a venue, huge. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the venue. I helped clear it out because um, the, the owner of the unit that I had wasn't very well so I took time off work to get the ball rolling and empty the unit yeah I then decorated it all built all walls built the built the training bays did everything in there myself basically wow that's amazing and, and so and how long ago did you pick up the keys it's about three months ago now and and how's those last three months been so are you doing this training now exclusively or are you still doing work on the side as well I still do little bits of work. Um, I'm hoping that the training centre will um, book up to be a full-time every week. Yeah, right. Gig. But at the minute, obviously, because I set it up so quickly and people book training training courses months in advance, Yeah, 
Um, I'm going to get a lot more bookings towards the end of the year. And yeah, the year sure. So you get that wave. Yeah, absolutely. But the training centre's there. It's set up. I did a course the week before last. I've got another course next week. Um, it's pretty much full. Wow. And I'm getting inquiries pretty much every day about the training. So um, it's it's all looking really positive. That is absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, what's happened is, and I've spoken to a few other people on this podcast, where stuff like this has come out of the pandemic, you know. People moaned about Rishi saying you need to retrain if you want to be able to survive the pandemic. I was like, oh, I don't want to retrain. I've been doing this for 50 years, right? But I think what he meant was that's, actually... That's part of the problem when people say, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years. They think that they're good enough and everyone can always get better. I get better every day. Absolutely, um, yeah. You've got that mentality that you, you're going to get better every single day, then training is certainly the option you hundred percent yeah do you know i think there might be like people out there that like you said have done it for so long they don't believe that they need training they know everything right and yeah and i think it, things advance every day or every month you know exactly there's always new products coming out and new techniques and design work and yeah. whatever but um i think now would you recommend what would you recommend to people uh to be able to you know grow what they do obviously you uh you know you're a busy man you you're motivated and you focused on a bit of social to be able to grow this training session that you do now it, what 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 advice would you give to people to kind of help grow their own flooring slash tiling businesses oh. The biggest part of that is your mentality. Um, a lot of people come to work just to earn money, yeah. and that's that's fair enough. Like I say, there's a, a sector in flooring for everyone of all different abilities. But then you get the other half of people who they want to be better than the competition. They want to be better than they were yesterday. They always want to improve. They're the sort of people that want to be getting training because that sort of mentality, if you've got that mentality, you can get as good as you want to get. Yeah, absolutely. So if yeah, I mean, this is a great story. You know, like I said, there's lots of people out there that have that have tried to do this and it hasn't worked. But there's also a couple of people that have actually really succeeded. And it sounds like you're succeeding, and it's just going to you know peak again later on in the year. So if people want to jump on board, if they want to find out about your training session, if they want to start booking, uh, if they want to follow your progress or follow your growth or any of your little creative tiling projects, um, how do they find out where you are, who you are? Get get in touch. Uh, the best way to probably contact me and see what I'm about is with MN Floor Training Limited on Instagram and to see my previous work and the design stuff that I do. And that is, is going to be in the course of um, Flooring on Facebook and Instagram. Social media is a massive part of the flooring industry now. Yeah, I do you know I hear that a lot. So this you actually just cracked up a little bit there. So just run those that web address and that Instagram handle and stuff again. So my training centre is MN Floor Training Limited. Yeah. And my fitting company is McNicholas Flooring. Brilliant. And, and people can kind of slide into your DMs, they can drop your line if they want to book. Yeah, of course, yeah. Or they can give me a call on 078 Mate, brilliant. Hey, Paddy, it's been great to have you on board. Uh, this has been the Poet Today podcast brought to you by ardux.co.uk. Listeners, thanks very much for tuning in. You can catch all other episodes on the website. Uh, and if you want to be a part of the podcast, just drop us a line and we will get you on board. Paddy, thanks very much for being in. Listeners, thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>